I'm Cody Rayleigh. Welcome to the Everyday Love Podcast, where we talk about Jesus, motherhood, marriage, friendships, and any other relationship that we're in where we love people every single day. The goal of this podcast is to help us better love each other and better love the Lord through the relationships that He's given us. On today's episode, I'm so excited to have my best friend, Miss Abigail Stewart. We're going to talk about friendship and how we became friends. And then we're going to get into some heavier subjects like death and loss. But I promise it is a very uplifting conversation that many of us can benefit from. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Abigail. Hello. Welcome to the very first episode of the Everyday Love Podcast. And I have with me today my BFF, Miss Abigail Stewart. Say hi, Abigail. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> We're so nervous because we've never done this before and it's it's kind of weird, really. Yeah. What do you think? Yes. It's a little like awkward. Because I'm talking to you, but I'm talking to them. Yeah. So. And, and you already know everything I'm going to say, so it's like... I'm telling you, but you already know it. Yes. I also think it's weird being recorded, but not like with a video. Yes, that's true. So, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm just like looking and talking to you instead <laughs> of like a camera. But anyways, yes. anyways, anyways. Um, so I wanted to have Abigail on today. A, because she's my bestie. B, she's staying with me for a whole week, which is awesome. <laughs> and C... Abigail has one of the coolest stories, like most inspiring stories that I've heard, which I love for her, but I also hate because it's terrible, you guys. Yeah, I was like, I think it's a sucky story, but that's okay. (laughs) It is. It's terrible, but she has handled it with such amazing grace, and I'm just so impressed by her, and I want to be her. So (laughs) anyways, Abigail, let's tell them how we met and how we became besties. Okay. Um, Cody and I met in college. Um, we went to the same small group, like college small group. We went to the same small, um, college small group. Um, Bible study. But yes, yes. But we didn't, um, we weren't like friend friends until we worked like the same church like event. And then we started talking to each other because there wasn't much for us to do. And then we, um, started talking at that event and then we truly, at that event, became obsessed with each other. Yes. <laughs> and then after that, we just became best friends. Yes. Um, I remember one time I went over to your house and I told my roommate, I was like, oh, I'm going to Abigail's, but I'm literally just picking up a dress. So I'm going to come back in like five minutes. And then I spent the night. <laughs> that was right before... Was your it wedding. My, was it before my wedding or before yours? It was your wedding because... Yes. Um, I was going to pick up my bridesmaid's dress. That's what I was doing. Yes. But then I spent the night. That's a whole nother story because <laughs> that was also the time you told me, I think that this is my year, the year I'm going to get married. No, you said engaged. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then you got engaged and married and pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You were right That's on true. about it being your year. Yes. Abigail and I have quite quite the opposite stories um, with how that all works. <laughs> Things took a very long time for you, which yeah. stressed you out. And things happened very quickly for me, which yes. stressed me out. Because yes. our personalities are opposite of that. <laughs> I know. Well, it was normal for Ty and I. I think our, how we got married and stuff was a normal 
um, yes, link that's because true. we met in high school. Kind of like the end of high school. But Luke and I weren't. Luke and I dated less than a year, <laughs> and then on your first date, you came back to my house. And literally, y'all were looking at engagement rings already. That was our second date. Okay. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> that was our second date. But yes, that is true. Yes. <laughs> truly the best. Um, okay. So my next question is, why are we friends? But I think we just covered that. that because, um, because we're obsessed with each other. Yes. We're like, um, I feel like the day we became friends, we realized like we're the same person, basically. Yes. And then throughout our friendship, we've... I said this at your wedding, so anybody who was there will know I said it, um, but it was like, we had this like rule during friendship, and it was like, hey, I'm going to point you toward Jesus, and you shouldn't do things, well, not shouldn't do things, but like... Yes, I'm not going to encourage you. Yes, I'm not going <laughs> to encourage you to do something the Lord wouldn't want you to do, but if you do it... Um, t- let's talk about it, so we can point each other back <laughs> to the Lord. Yes. So. But we also probably have more fun talking about it than we should have. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was like, Cody, Jesus really wouldn't want you to do that, but let's discuss it. Or <laughs> Abigail, the Lord really wouldn't want you to do that, but let's talk about it. And so true. we were, I feel like that's a good thing in friendship. Like you don't want somebody to encourage you to do not great things, but if you do, you don't want them to like shun you or like disown right. you. You want them to point you back to Jesus. Right. I genuinely feel like I can tell you anything truly I remember we were sitting on your couch one time and I just asked you a question because anybody that knows me knows I do not shy in asking questions or telling people things it was like I know what you're talking about (laughs) a very very personal question that I'm not gonna say out loud on the podcast very personal and I think (laughs) did I just straight up ask you and I just answered I straight up asked you you didn't even hesitate you answered right away and you said oh my gosh I've never told anybody that before (laughs) and In that moment, I was like, wow, we're great friends. (laughs) It is true. Like, but that's why I'm like, the Lord knew that I needed you. Because I've said things out loud to you that I truly, I was like, I will never say this out loud to any human ever. Yes. But I do to you. Like, you probably know more things than my husband even, (laughs) which probably isn't great. But he knows everything, like, since I've known him. Yes, but yes. But he doesn't but... know everything from, like, before. Well, I ask weird questions that nobody would think to ask also either. Also true, Luke would have never asked me that. <laughs> <laughs> okay so our topic for today which is really really sad but we're gonna talk about death and loss fun it's it's great um but I truly do believe that this is gonna be a really uplifting conversation even though it's hard and sad and all of those things because I just know how you walked through this and how you've handled it mm-hmm. very very well thank um, you so tell me your story. I know, like, your 2021 year was, like, literally the worst year of your entire life. Really so horrible. Okay. So tell me, just tell me what happened. Tell me everything. Okay. Ty and I got married, like, September 2020. And then we got pregnant December 2020. Well, yes, that's when we got pregnant, but we didn't find out till like, January 2021. Um... And then we had a miscarriage. And then at that point, we weren't, like, really trying. We had an app that, like, told me when I ovulated, but um, it didn't work. And so, <laughs> But that was okay because I've wanted to be a mom since I was, like, four. Like, I never had, like, a 
dream career, I was always like, I want to be a mom. I don't care about any job. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we got pregnant, it wasn't like a, oh no, we weren't trying. It was like a, heck yes. Like, I'm so excited that it accidentally happened. <laughs> like, cause we were going to normally wait like a year, but waiting three months worked even better for me. Um, so we got pregnant and you always hear about people having miscarriages, but you never think like, oh, I'm going to have a miscarriage my first one. I always, I genuinely thought, oh, I probably have one. Like if I'm going to have like four kids, I might have one like the third time I get pregnant or whatever, which was true, but, (laughs) but I thought it'd be like spaced out. Um, anyways, so we had, we got pregnant in January and then we had a miscarriage. Um, and then, so then we were like, oh, this, we want to have a baby now. We don't want to wait forever. Not forever, a year. That's not very long, but you know. And so then we tried to get pregnant and I did. And then we had another miscarriage. After the second miscarriage, um, it was the same thing. We were excited, and so we were like, okay, let's just try again. Obviously, we're getting pregnant easily, um, and so we wanted to try again. Um, and so we decided to try. And at this point, you can't, um, most doctors won't test you for any like issues until you had your third miscarriage. And so I didn't get any testing done after our second miscarriage. And we were like... We had just moved cities, so our first two miscarriages were in Knoxville, and then our third one, well, I'm getting there, but so we, at this point, when we were trying for our third, we were living in Johnson City, so I didn't have the same doctor, so if I wanted testing, it would have been weird anyways. I didn't have a doctor yet, because I wasn't pregnant. Um, so after our second, second miscarriage, we tried again, and it took two months to get pregnant this time, but still, that's very... Um, very quick and so this one was probably the most difficult so we got pregnant in um august would have been august yes so we got pregnant in august but obviously i didn't find out until september and i found out the day that we took my dad to the hospital so um around this time okay so now i'm getting into my other um, tragedy, tragic thing. We, my dad died. Um, spoiler alert. Yes. Spoiler. (laughs) Um, and, um, so my whole family had COVID uh, literally every single one of us. So at the time, Ty and I were living with my parents because our dream, okay. All my life, well, not all of it, but like the majority of like my teenage and adult life, our dream was like to move to Tennessee from Texas and um, buy a big piece of land. We would all build houses on it, call it like a family compound. Um, my dad was going to, he sold his business in Texas and we bought one in Tennessee. So this dream was like being realized. Yes, yes. Everything was going according to plan. We really felt like that's where the Lord wanted us. My dad had prayed about it extensively for like seven years from like the first time we had visited East Tennessee, um, and then it finally happened, um, like in November, um, and they moved there to Johnson City. Ty and I were still in Knoxville, but Ty and I moved in to Knoxville around like June, and mm-hmm. then we were gonna we lived with my parents because they bought a huge house with like a bunch of land, and so Ty and I lived downstairs, um, and then we were just gonna live there until we all started building houses, and. Um, so we all got COVID. 
I'm saying that because, oh, oh, Mary and her family were living, like, there was a barn on the property, and I had, like, an apartment. Mm-hmm. That's her sister. Yes, that's my sister. And that's where we, they were living. Um, and so the only person not living on the property was Caleb, which is my brother. And um, so every single person got COVID. Like, mm-hmm. my sister, her kids, her husband, um, and my sister had just had a newborn baby, and my mom got it, and Ty and I got it. The only person who didn't get it right away was my dad. And he truly hated being sick. He did not like being sick. Um, anytime he did get sick, my mom would always like make fun of him because he would immediately go to the doctor because he, or like any ailment he had. Mm-hmm. Like if he hurt his hand, he's like, I'm gonna just go get it checked out real quick. And my mom was, um, she just made fun of him and thought it was hilarious. Um, little hypochondria. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, he, and he hated hospitals and like doctors and stuff like he's very queasy. Um... So he did not like blood, anything like that at all. Um, and so everybody got sick except for him. And so, um, Ty and I were sick for like two weeks. We probably got it at that point, the worst, um, cause my mom was fine. Mary and them were fine. And, um, Ty and I were like out for two weeks and then, um, and then we were kind of pretty much healed. Everybody was like feeling much better. And then my dad got it and then he did, was not feeling great at all. And then I was going to take him one day to get, like, um, medicine for it. He had, like, an appointment. And when I was about to take him to that appointment, he just did not seem well. Um, And so he had just gotten worse. And we went to that appointment. They told me to take him to the hospital. Um, And I was the one taking him because on top of my mom having COVID, she also had something blocking her aorta. So, like, she could not for, like, a year. That's a whole other story. But... She, like, couldn't walk. Yeah, she could not walk well. But on top of that, on top of COVID and then having... She had to have major abdominal surgery for this, so you know it was a big deal. So she had that where she could only walk across the house until she had to sit down. Um, She did something to her back um, where she, like... I, like, had to help her, like, stand up and sit down. So her at that time, her back was hurting. So I'm the one who took my dad to his appointment. And then I took him to the hospital because they told me to. And then that's where he was admitted for having COVID. And then the next few, the, it was a week. It all went by super fast. Um, and then eventually he died. Um, and we don't love saying he died from COVID because everybody, that's a huge um, controversy. Controversy. Like, I hate that it gets politicized because... Um, We've had to, there's tons of grieving I've done and tons, well, I mean, I'm still grieving, but like tons of like things I've had to come to the conclusion of. Mm -hmm. And I cannot let it bother me because when the Lord created my dad, he picked however many days my dad was going to live. And that's just the truth. And so like when people are like, say stuff about COVID, I'm just like annoyed by it. (laughs) And so... (laughs) When we talk about it, he, I don't even, I would not say he died from COVID. I would say that his body just shut down. Yeah. And because there was truly bizarre things. Like he was a totally healthy person and then he just died. And so, um, and where my third miscarriage comes into play is, um, I found out the day I took him to the hospital and truly my entire family and I, when we took him to the hospital, we thought he'd be totally fine. So did the doctor. Like, a doctor Mm -hmm. told him, I'm going to get you out of here in three days. 
because it was bizarre that he was there in the first place. Right. Like, she looked at him, looked at his stats and stuff, and was like, oh, I don't even know why you're here. Because he was so fine. And then he just wasn't. And so, um, and then, obviously he died, and we went back to Texas for his funeral. And then when we got back is when I found out I was having a miscarriage. And... I... Can I, like, interject in here? Yeah. Real quick? So, I... Literally, I remember at your fun- at your funeral, at your dad's funeral, um, you said something to me and you were like, yeah, I'm pregnant. But it was like the most monotone, like sad yeah. thing. And I felt terrible. But also at the same time, you told me, you were like, you should get pregnant so we can have <laughs> babies at the same time. <laughs> yes. And I was about to say that. Um, the third one was the hardest to lose. Well, the third and fourth, and I'll get to that in a minute, but um, the third one was the hardest to lose because it was hard for me to even be happy about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Obviously, I would, I would have been so excited to have a baby, but it was when I got pregnant, initially I was excited because my dad was still alive, but then when my dad died, I was just like, I don't, there was, I did not want to be happy about anything. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to be sad. And I still feel that way sometimes. Like, it's really hard to, like, live life normally as if I'm not, like, devastated all the time. And it was so, also your first wedding anniversary. Yes. Because I remember I texted you and I was like, I know everything's terrible right now, but I hope you can celebrate. And you just, like, didn't text me back. And that's yeah. when I knew. I was like, this is bad. If she doesn't text me back, like, this is really, really bad. Yeah. It was just... Yeah. And so, like, I didn't want really to be happy. I... And then that was for a long time. And, like, like t- after that time, I did not try to get pregnant for, like, mm-hmm. a few months just because I didn't want – I didn't want to have to deal with that, the happiness, the sadness, the – my body going through that. I just wanted to sit on the couch and cry all the time. Mm-hmm. Still do to this day, but, like, that's just not realistic. Like, I can't do that. Yeah. And um, see – well, okay, also – and I, I always – Anytime I talk about both of these things to people, I really always, it's really hard because they don't compare. Mm. So it's, I hate being like, oh yeah, I had the worst year of my life because I had four miscarriages and my dad died. And I don't want anybody to ever think that my miscarriages could compare to losing my dad but then I don't want people to think like I didn't care that I had miscarriages or that I wasn't sad. Right. It's just like a different kind of sadness. Because your dad, you you knew. Yes. Like you had him for twenty three years. Yes. And these babies, you never, yes. never even saw. Yes. And I was very trusting of the Lord. If He wanted me to have a baby, I would one day. And if He didn't, then I would adopt one, and it would be my baby, regardless. But my dad, I'm never gonna get back. Well, until I die and I'm reunited with him. But that's. It's really hard to see it that way, too, because I just miss my dad. And so, um, yeah, so people, I know people feel bad for me for the miscarriages, but I'm like, I could do 7 million of those. <laughs> Not truly. See, and then I say that, and I don't want people to think, like, having miscarriages is truly very difficult, but it's a weird thing to have miscarriages and lose somebody because then it's like, it's kind of, is like, I know what a real sadness is. But my miscarriages were a real sadness, too. It's just hard to compare. It's a different sadness. Yes. And I don't want to take away from women who've had miscarriages and, like, were devastated. Because I was devastated. I just... 
It wouldn't make me... There was a lot going on. Yes, and it wouldn't make me want to sit on the couch and cry every single day like my dad. Like, I knew it was something I could overcome and something... I mean, the Lord... Like, the Lord... We were just... Ty and I were just very trusting in the Lord. And as much as having a miscarriage sucked, um, we were hopeful. And so, um, my main sadness was focused on my dad. And Mm so... um, And so then when eventually... Ty and I decided to try again. I think I probably tried February. So he died in September, and I didn't mm-hmm. try again until February yeah. or March. And then we did get pregnant again. And then we had a miscarriage. And this one was so fast. But it the reason I said the third and fourth were hardest was because the third one, I didn't want to be happy. Um, and so trying to be happy when I was so sad was just weird. And the fourth one was super hard because I didn't have my dad. And that goes for, like, everything in life. Like, I feel like when bad things happen or, like, I'm sad, like, just even just fighting with my husband, mm-hmm. I feel as if it's harder because I don't have my dad. And so I remember um, talking on the phone with my doctor, and my mom walked in, and, like, she started crying because of my fourth miscarriage. And I started crying, and I told her, I was like, I don't want you to think um, I'm, like, hopeless or, like, you know, mm-hmm. and I just told her, I was like, I'm mostly sad because dad's not here. And I wish he was here. Um, He's not here to walk through this yes, with you. Yes, yes. Yeah. And he was like the person who would walk, like, you know. Yeah. Or point you back to Jesus. I really didn't think I was. There's times where, like, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> there's times where I'm like, oh, I can talk about this. I don't feel like I'm crying. She's getting teary Yeah, Yes. Guys. That's what's happening. <laughs> I don't feel. It's so weird because I feel like I, I want to cry every single day because I'm so sad. But, like. There's times I'm like, oh, I can talk about this, no big deal, and I'm fine. And then there's days where I, like, literally go to the grocery store and, like, have to leave because I'm like, oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I just don't know when it's going to come. Grief is weird. I know. And before we started this podcast, I was like, I don't feel like my – like, my throat doesn't feel like it's going to be crying, but <laughs> talking about that because, yeah, he was truly everything to everybody in my family. And so just, you know, being sad, I wish he could just, like, hug me and be like, hey, like, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, doesn't feel like it's going to be okay. But if he like, that's what I've said too. like, nobody is going to make it like, we'll get to that when we start talking about the husband and stuff. Um, but like when somebody tries to like comfort you, you're just like genuinely nobody on the planet can comfort me except for the person that I lost. Right. So, and that person can't comfort you. So I remember like with your third and fourth miscarriages, well, with the third one, because you were pregnant at your dad's funeral. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Ty for a minute. Ty is her husband, in case you guys haven't picked up on that. <laughs> um, and he was like, genuinely, Cody, if we lose this baby after also losing Cody. Cody is her dad. What's her dad? Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so mm-hmm. then I remember the day that you texted me and said that you had a miscarriage. My heart just like shattered because I was like, Oh my, it, like it's true, it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with your fourth one, you didn't even tell anybody, which was very unlike you. Like you mm-hmm. were always like pretty quick to share. Well, and to be fair on that one, the day I found out I was pregnant, I started bleeding. Right, 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 right. Yeah, That's so true. I couldn't, it was so fast, I couldn't have really told anybody. But that is true. But I remember like a few days, or like I think it was even a month later. Yes, you I didn't. Me. Mm-hmm. And you were like, we had another miscarriage. Oh, so, yes. And you were just kind of like, it's. 
hard to even tell people at this point because I feel like I'm just like a broken record. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, I thought you meant I didn't tell anybody I was pregnant. You were talking about um, I didn't tell anybody I had a miscarriage because yeah. I didn't. I did share the first three on Facebook and then the third one, I mean the fourth one, I was just like, I'm yeah. kind of, it's just like. Like the same thing. I'm getting annoying. <laughs> and like by the, t- by the time we had our fourth miscarriage, Ty and I were both just like defeated. Like we mm-hmm. just, we were sad and don't get me I don't want anybody listening to this podcast thinking we have not been sad about our miscarriages. And honestly, I'll be real honest, probably Ty more so because I lost my dad and that was something I had to deal with. And so my miscarriages just seemed as if it wasn't as big of a deal because I know obviously I can get pregnant. And so um, I wasn't too worried about that. And and, um, we did get the testing done after our third mm-hmm. miscarriage and no issues. And my doctor was very confident that, Hey, you can get pregnant one day and have a healthy baby. And so, um, I just don't want anybody to think I haven't been sad about them, but our, for our fourth miscarriage, both him and I were just like, this is, we're so sad, but this is just getting, <laughs> this is just getting annoying. Like, yeah. cause we had no answers as to why they were happening. Right. Our doctor was just like, they, there's nothing wrong with you. And it's a big different, like, miscarriages and fertility issues fertility issues have more like here's why here's why or this is what you can do to help it or whatever and just miscarriages are just so unknown yeah that makes a lot of sense um so I had a really hard time during this time also which sounds like a terrible like friend friend thing to say um this is not a comparison thing or anything like that but I remember I was not ready to have a baby during this time. And you told me at your dad's funeral, you said, you should get pregnant. That way we can have babies at the same time. And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> like, we were living in a fifth wheel at the time, not a house. I was going back to school. Like, there's just all kinds of reasons that I absolutely did not want to have a baby. Yeah. We'd only been married for three months, too. Um, and I Sounds literally... like a great time to me. <laughs> Well, apparently it was because I literally <laughs> went home and got pregnant unintentionally. Um, and I, you told me that you were having a miscarriage literally like the next day is when I took a test and found out I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I was having all kinds of emotions. I remember telling Luke, I, I wish I was more excited to find out that I was pregnant, but I was not. Yeah. And now I have a baby and he's wonderful and we love him. But at this time I was not happy and I told Luke I was like I'm also just so mad because I want Abigail and Ty to have a baby I don't (laughs) want to have a baby I want Abigail and Ty to have a baby and that's something that I had told you too like something that I had argued with the Lord about like yeah this isn't fair like they really really want to have a baby they've had a bad year like they I feel like they deserve to have a baby um they have a house like there's more ready for it than we are we're not in a place to have a baby or so I thought um so going through that from this side was very difficult. But I also didn't want to tell you that because I didn't want to sound like complaining. And mm-hmm. like I was, what was happening to me was literally what you wanted to happen to you. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that wasn't just the case with me. Like how did this impact your other relationships? Namely like your marriage. Let's start there. Like how did losing your dad and all these miscarriages and all those things, how did that affect your very new marriage. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and I, before I start talking about that, I do want to say, I remember 
you didn't ever really say, like, you told me you were pregnant, and then you did tell me you were a little afraid to tell me. But other than that, you did not share any feelings of, like, you getting pregnant. But I, like, knew them. <laughs> so, like, I remember talking to Ty about it, and I was just like, um, I was like, I already knew, like, transitioning into marriage was hard. Like, yeah. it, it just is in general, but I knew it was hard for you. And yeah. um, how fast everything was going, and then you were pregnant. Like, you didn't even get to, like... I mean, you got to enjoy your marriage, but you wanted, like, longer. And so, like, you had already told me those things. And so when you got pregnant, I knew that as happy as you were, that it wasn't, like, exactly what you wanted. And I remember telling Ty, I was like, she hasn't told me, but I know she's not that excited about it. Because <laughs> so, I didn't want to. Like, I felt right. horrible to be like, I don't want to have a baby. And yes. I know you're doing. Yeah. You're having trouble. <laughs> yes. You're like, this sucks for me, but... It sucks for you, yeah. So I don't even think you had to, like, you didn't, I mean, that goes back to how close we are. Like, you didn't have to tell me that to know that. And then it was just, like, an unspoken thing. Like, I knew you were struggling with it, but I knew you just didn't want to say that. Um, okay, now I'll talk about my marriage. Um, it, I, would, I wouldn't say it's made it um, more, like, difficult. I would say it only, like, brought us closer together. Um, and I've always been obsessed with Ty, and I'm obsessed with him even more now. Um, Why? Like, what did it look like? Um, it's so hard. And, like, this whole podcast is so hard because I feel like I'm so, like, jumbled in all of my feelings. But that's not just this podcast. That's, like, my life. Like, I'll say one thing, and I'm like, oh, no. Like, I didn't say that right. Or, like, um, so now I'm going to be worried this whole podcast is, like, thinking I felt one way, but I probably did at one point, and then I probably felt the opposite at another point. I think that's just grief, though. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's truly bizarre. And um, Okay, so I'll talk about our miscarriage as well. It's it's crazy because our miscarriages and like my dad dying go hand in hand because I think I might have handled our miscarriages differently if my dad hadn't died, mm-hmm. at least the second two, because the first two my dad was here. Um. And like I said earlier, like, I do think that Ty has probably had a more difficult time than I have with our miscarriages. Um, Not because I didn't have a difficult time, but because he could focus, like, all his energy on that. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not saying he wasn't sad that my dad died. Um, He probably was more sad than most, like, son-in-laws because Mm -hmm. of how close we were. But um, it wasn't, like, his dad-dad. And so, like, it's just – there's just a difference there. Um. But just getting excited together and then, like, losing all that hope. Like, it, like we just would cry together. And so, um, and we truly had to, like, trust the Lord. So we had a lot of, like, Lord talks and talked. Talk. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and talked about, like, what would happen. Because, you know, we had to have the conversation about what would happen if I couldn't ever get pregnant. Right. Um, and like what we would want and just different things like that. And so it made us like talk more. I mean, if you know me, you know, we probably didn't have a, we didn't struggle in talking a lot because (laughs) I love to talk, but it just brought us closer together in the things we talk about, the things we think about and like our feelings because we had to, um, talk about our feelings and I had to, Think of, like, Ty's feelings and how he was feeling versus how I was feeling. And so we just, like, opened up more to each other. And genuinely, sometimes we'll be driving in the car and I tell Ty, 
I'm just going to cry. Like, just let it happen. <laughs> so, like, he has to. You were kind of like that before, though. Yes, I know. But this time, it's, like, it's a super random times. And, um, and so that's with our miscarriages. With my dad, I would say my dad has been harder than the miscarriages because the miscarriages just brought us together. Like, it was happening to both of us. Losing my dad happened to both of us as well, but more so me just because he was my dad for 23 years. Like as much as Ty loved him and as close as they were, it wasn't his dad and not even just Ty, like anyone on the planet. Like it's hard to explain. And I've tried to say it to you before too, but Mm -hmm. I truly only the people who have lost a parent will know what I say. When I say that you simply cannot understand the feeling unless you've lost a parent or somebody like a parent or like a super close thing. And so that's been hard. That's, it hasn't been hard. Like it didn't like create anything bad between Ty and I, but it's just like a different thing to navigate, a different thing to navigate because I feel bad that like, and I know he feels bad that like he can't understand Mm -hmm. as much as he does understand. There's just that one little thing. I mean, it's a huge thing, but like he just can't fully understand the way that I understand right. because I lost my dad and um uh I know I truly didn't know that that's how it was like before losing my dad I would be like oh it'd be so awful if I lost one of my parents and I thought that I knew mm-hmm. I thought I could um imagine it and I have a friend who lost her mom um when she was in high school and I always felt so bad for her because I was obsessed with my parents and I was like I just imagine how hard that is. I thought I could imagine. I simply could not. Um, and that same friend, anytime she's talked to me, she has just made me understand how much people can't understand unless they've lost somebody. Because she will say something that like nobody else like in my life had said, except for my family. <laughs> but like, and she'll say that and I'll be like, oh my gosh, like that's exactly how I was think, like how I was feeling. And like she said it, mm-hmm. but it's because she has felt that way right. before too. Like she'd like put words to your feelings. She, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so like, um, that's just like, and Ty gets that too. Like I tried to explain in the very beginning, like right after my dad died, I remember he was like trying to like comfort me, which is a normal husband thing to do. And um, I was just, like, saying everything I felt, which in the very beginning, a lot of it was, like, I shouldn't have felt that way. But it was just, like, of course, anytime you lose somebody, you're going to think, oh, what did I say to them last? What was this? Mm -hmm. What was this? Especially if it was a sudden loss, and ours was. And so, like, he was just trying to, like, say, well, you shouldn't feel that way. Like, you know, great things. Like, if you said it to me now, it'd probably be fine. But at the time, I was just, like... I love you so much, but just let me say all these horrible things that I'm feeling and Mm -hmm. hug me. And so we did. We were laying in bed and I just said it all. And he was just like loving on me because um, I was just like, yeah. And so. Which is a great example of a husband. If we have any (laughs) teen girls who are like, I want to find my husband. These are the things you look for. Yes. (laughs) yes. Who's going to do that with you? You have to walk through that. Yeah. So overall, like it's made our marriage better, not worse. Yeah. It's like, um, in the first two years of our marriage, we've gone through more than people have in 50 years yeah. of marriage. Yeah, you guys truly have. Yeah, and I feel like that's how it was when we were dating, too. And truly, overall, like, he's truly just my best friend. Yeah. And so, it's been pretty great having my best friend go through all the sucky parts of life with. <laughs> <laughs> like, as much as our first two years of marriage sucked, it was, like, also the greatest as well. Because... Yeah. 
I'm obsessed with him. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, what about your family and your friends? Like, how did it affect those relationships? And you can do those things together or separate, however you think is best. Um, I'd say probably the same. Like, I don't, I don't feel like any of my relationships, marriage, like marriage, my husband, mm-hmm. um, family, or like friends, has changed that much. Um, I've always had like a close. I'm acquaintances with so many people. Like right. I have, I have so many friends, but like close, close friends. Um, that hasn't changed. Like I've still have those close friends, but I've just been the Lord has shown me how blessed I am with like how much people have cared about me and even not friends. Like my family would say this too. Like it's been so fun and like, so, um, good to see like not good. That's not the word. So, um, I don't know the word, but like, it's just been, it's been so sweet Mm -hmm. to see like who like comes in and like checks on us. Right. Like it's not the people you think it would be. Right. And then it's people you wouldn't have thought of. And then, so it makes it all the sweeter. Right. Like that. I just, it's like, like, wow, I didn't realize that you cared about us that much. Yes. I didn't realize you cared about us that much. And like majority of the people are just like, I just loved your dad that much. Like Mm -hmm. he, I mean, they loved us too, but they were just like, it's been super sweet to see like the impact, the impact my dad made and like how much people like loved and respected him because I, he, I think he was the greatest thing literally on the earth Yeah. and to know I'm not like biased. I knew I wasn't because I know he was just a great man. Um, I'm not biased and there was other people who felt that way. It's just been super nice to see. And so, but that's random people. Well, they're not random, but I just mean, (laughs) I'm not, I kind of went off on not talking about my friends. They're not random people. They're people like who've been in our lives, like throughout our lives, like different seasons and stuff. But personally, my friends, like they've just been great. And like, like I said, like I have the friend who lost her mom. Um, she's checked in on me like so much and like that is just sweet. And it makes me want to do that for other people because I'll be honest, like whenever, there's been tons of times in life where I've seen people put on Facebook, like, please pray for this person. And I, I didn't do it. Yeah. Now, every time I do it, I like drop what I'm doing and I'm like, I'm going to pray for this person because I, whenever my dad was in the hospital, I wanted like everybody to pray for me. And so anytime I see somebody sick or something like that, I'm like, hold on. (laughs) This is the most important thing right now. (laughs) Truly so important. And so, yeah. Um, but with my family, Truly none of us would have been fine without each other because we are the people who know like what it is the most because I understand, well, we all understand the pain in each other, but it's all different too because what I was about to say is I understand my mom's pain, but I I don't Mm -hmm. because I know how sad I am and I know that she's even more sad and I, that, that baffles me because I didn't think there was a deeper sadness than what I could have and I know there is. But we've been there for each other, and I was living with my mom at the time, mm-hmm. and I remember my dad telling me that that was like the Lord, because she was about to have to go through that surgery, mm-hmm. and he was like saying, the Lord it like has you here so you can take care of her, like for her surgery. Well, he meant that, and like, you know, I'd be there to, we'd be there to take care of each other after my dad too, and my sister was there, and now... We, we sold that property just because it was too much on like all of us and too much on yeah. my mom. Like, and it wasn't the dream anymore right. without my dad. And so 
we sold the property and all bought houses right next to each other. And so <laughs> we still have the dream a little bit, the family compound, but um, just a little different. So what was that like? Like, cause you guys had only lived there like a few months yeah. before your dad died. So what, how was that like? Okay. The Lord, like, Lord, you realized this dream for us and like you brought this to us. But then you essentially took it away. Yes. Are we so are we transitioning to how yeah. yeah. Tell me okay, that's a better question. Tell me how this impacted your relationship with God. Okay. And what that looks like. This now. one I could talk about all day because that <laughs> question truly I asked it. I genuinely was like, why on earth would we be praying about this for seven years and then you allowed it to happen? And not even just allowed it, like everything worked like out. Like you orchestrated it. Yes. Everything worked out exactly how it's supposed to be. And I remember my parents, when they first moved to Tennessee, they just got a random little um, place to live and until they found something. And my they would go look at properties all the time. And specifically, my dad wanted a big house. Well, he didn't care if the house was big. Right. Um, but he wanted like family to be able to come and like have space yes. and be comfortable. Yeah. Yes. He didn't care if the house was big. He wanted a lot of land mm-hmm. so we could all build. And he wanted water on the land so we could get animals at like at least two ponds, like whatever. And so every time we went and looked at places, well, I didn't go every time because we weren't living, we were living in Knoxville at the time. Um, and they were in Johnson City. Um, but I would come on weekends and like go with them to look. Um, and every time he would find a place, we would like everybody except for him, we'd be like, this is perfect. Buy it, buy it. <laughs> and every single time he'd be like, no, like I don't think this is the place. He'd say, um, he always said like the Lord is going to provide the perfect place for us and gives me chills. <laughs> he's just, my dad, that was just how he was. He was just like, the Lord is going to do it. And that was his answer for everything. And me, I was just like, ugh, like whatever, just buy this one. You know, like <laughs> this one's pretty good. We were all impatient. And he's like, the Lord is just going to provide the perfect place. And then he did. Um, it was a beautiful house, like a lot of acres Two ponds, a creek that ran fully across the property, a barn like for animals because that's what they wanted to do too. And then we lived there for about a month. My dad got sick or we all got sick for about a month. My dad got sick and then he died. So we didn't get to enjoy it. Um, I mean, we did for a little while. And I'll say I'm like, I'm glad we got the little time in that. But yeah, so then he died, and then I was just genuinely just like, what the heck? <laughs> like, <laughs> what the actual heck? Why would all this go exactly according to plan, and then, like, the Lord essentially take him? Um, I still feel that way sometimes, but I've had to look at things differently. I, where my dad said that house was perfect and the Lord provided the perfect house, I thought he meant, and at the time he did, because... Because he didn't know. Yes, I thought um, the reason I was so upset is the perfect place for us to live, be the best family ever, like all live together. But no, now I look at it, it was the perfect place because we were all together when that happened. Mm-hmm. I got to live with my dad for three more months before he died. Um, and after he died, I was there for my mom when she had surgery. Yeah. Mary was like right down the road at the barn um, apartment place. And so... And we got to have that like two months yeah, there as a family. And so I have to, I just have to look at it differently because if I don't look at it differently, I'll just be mad and like, <laughs> that's fair. Be like, and, I, and 
there's not, I haven't ever truly been mad at the Lord because I know my heart on the inside, but like on the surface, I've been like, this is really rude of you to do. (laughs) Um, and not just that. So then like also with the Lord, like I remember afterward and I still like, I talked to my like small group about it now. And I told, I actually told them like a couple weeks ago that after he died, I genuinely was like, why do we pray? And I asked my mom because I was like, I have never prayed as much as I did when my dad was in the hospital. And then like, he didn't get better. And then I wasn't like, so what's the point? Yeah. And so it wasn't even just like, because the Lord didn't answer that prayer. Like I get that. Like that's not always how it happens, but I'm a true, we truly believe that when the Lord created my dad, he's like, you know, he numbers your days. Mm -hmm. It says that in the Bible. And so the entire time my dad was in the hospital, the Lord knew he was going to die. And so I'm like, why do we pray if, like, the Lord already knows what's going mm-hmm. to happen? Like, if there's a little girl with cancer, like, why do I, why, okay, that was a bad example because I'm always going to pray for a little kid with cancer. <laughs> but I just mean, like, if there's a little girl with cancer who's who the Lord is going to take, like, why pray for her to get better if he already knows? Yeah. Like, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, right. he already knows what's going to happen, so, like, why do we pray? Yeah, like, do our prayers change anything? Right. Well, they... Yeah. Like, essentially, they don't because he already knows everything that's going to happen. Right. But uh, he also knows what we're going to pray for, I guess. And so I just remember asking that, and I asked my mom, and she was just like, sometimes, you know, like, I don't ask for anything. Like, I just pray. And so I've Mm. I've had to look at, like... That is so good. Yeah. I was just like, what do you mean? Like, because... I was like, all I did was ask for my dad to get better. I didn't just pray. And so now when I pray, I obviously, I say, like, I remember praying when we got pregnant again. And I was like, "Um, Lord, I really want to keep this baby. But if that's not your will, like, please prepare my heart for that. Or, like, Mm. please prepare my heart for, like, being okay with that and, like, trusting in you. Instead of just saying, like, hey, save this baby, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The difference in praying for what the Lord wants versus what we want. Yes. And so I've really, like, had to change the way I pray and, like, look at that. Um, I heard a quote one time. I think it was Tim Keller, but I could be wrong. mm -hmm. And it said, um, if we knew everything that the Lord knows, we would do everything that he does. Yeah. And I just think about that all the time because... It's true. Like, we get so angry. Like, you know, why did he take your dad? Why didn't you get to live on the property? Why? All of those things. Mm-hmm. But God knows so many more things. Yeah. And he's good. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard to remember that he's good. And you said that. You said you had a hard time yeah. thinking that the Lord was good. Yes. I remember when he died and, like, at his funeral and, like, then at his burial, like, everybody was like, the Lord is good. The Lord is good. And I was like, he sure does not feel that way right now. <laughs> um but now, like, it's been a year, and it's still just as hard as it was the day that he died. But I've had to, like, if I didn't, like, I remember saying this, and Ty told me I had to word it differently. <laughs> because I'd be like, I just don't want to live. <laughs> Good for these husbands keeping us. <laughs> I know. I, t- I was like, I just don't want to live. Yeah. And so Ty's like, you should probably word that differently, because it's like, I didn't want to die. But People like, are going to be really concerned for you. <laughs> I didn't want to die, but I didn't want life to go on without my dad. Yes. And I still don't. Like, that's that's the hardest part of it now is, like, um, living life without him here because it's, like, my whole life changed. Like, it's not just, like, oh, I lost my dad and that's it. It's, like, genuinely the dynamic of my life, my family, truly everything has changed. Mm-hmm. And so that's been hard. And, like, just my relationship with the Lord in general has been hard because, you know, yeah, it's just... Yeah. 
but you also like I think the Lord has drawn you near to him so I had a friend who lost her grandma like a year or so ago mm-hmm. um and she was talking to me and a mentor friend that we both had and the the mentor friend uh, was telling her, she's like, I know that your grandma was like really a pillar in your life. She's like, and that's amazing. She's like, but sometimes our pillars can become our idols and we don't even know it. Mm-hmm. So it's like when they're, not that the Lord takes them away for that purpose, not what I'm saying at all, yeah. but when they're gone, it's like we realize our need for the Lord. And I've seen that happen in you too. Like you said, you know, this is the first time in your life that you study scripture on your own. Yeah. Like, it has only brought me closer to the Lord because that's truly the only way I'd be able to get through it. I've said this like to anybody I've ever talked to about it. I truly cannot comprehend how somebody can go through something like this and not know Jesus. Yeah. Because if I didn't have Jesus and I didn't have the promises and I, all of that, like I truly would be not able to live on. Right. <laughs> but since I have Jesus and I have his promises and I know I'll see my dad again, I can right. somewhat handle it. Um, you know. Side note, just for those of you listening, my baby woke up, so we do have him right now. Yes. So if you hear little baby noises, just disregard. It's still <laughs> um I was also going to say um Earlier, like when we were talking about miscarriages and like losing my dad, but specifically the miscarriages, um, the Lord has just shown me like, I just know, like, I feel like I've handled it better than some women and I feel like I've handled it worse than some women. Like there's not a scale of like how to handle it. Right. And I just... There's no rule book. No. And so I just, I never want anybody to think, oh... She's handling it so well, or like not handling it so well. That's okay to think that, but like, oh, she doesn't care at all, or oh, she cares too much, or anything like that. I just am great. I'm grateful no matter what. Like, I'm grateful that we are able to get pregnant so easily, and I don't want to be insensitive to women who it takes longer. Like, I'm very grateful that we can get pregnant easily. I'm very devastated that we have lost them, but I know some women take it might take a year for them to get pregnant and then they lose it like so I'm grateful and thankful that we can get pregnant easily and I just don't want um anybody to think I'm trying to be like insensitive yeah but I I mean I've lost them as well so my issue was just never my issue wasn't getting pregnant it was keeping the pregnancies right so I it's just hard miscarriage and loss is hard because (laughs) I don't want anybody to ever think I'm being insensitive to like theirs yeah and so um, what do you know about God now that you didn't know before? <laughs> Sawyer, saying hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do I know about God now that I didn't know before? I feel like it's. I feel like I knew ever. I know everything, but I feel like I've been shown it. So like I knew it because I mean I've been taught that my whole life, but I've been shown it because of. His grace and um, things that I've been through in life. Before, I truly thought my life was great. I still think it's great, but I truly thought, man, God really, really loves us because I have two great parents. We's all, we, we have always, we's, we've always had a house. We've always been 
happy, healthy people. We have a great family. We all love each other. And I was like, our life is just great. And like, I truly felt bad for people who didn't have, um, good lives. Like I was like, why, why me? And I truly was sometimes afraid. Like when is something bad going to happen to me? Well, you said, like you told me the other day, you're like, I genuinely felt like we were like the chosen family. Like yeah. the Lord just loved us and this was our life and I, it was good. Yes. I truly felt that way. Um, all the time I was like, we are just chosen. And then I lost my dad and I had miscarriages and I'm like, okay, <laughs> um, <laughs> let me take that back. Um, but, and so like, I knew the Lord was good, but after bad things happening to me, I... It was harder to feel that way, mm-hmm. but I like I've had to, I still like know he is, and um, I remember thinking, when my life is great, which it's still great now, it's just harder, um, or just it's just ha- bad things have not bad things have happened. Um, I remember thinking, like man, like people who have bad things happen to them and still love the Lord. Like, how awesome. Mm-hmm. Because they have bad things happen to them, and they still love the Lord. Like, I had no bad things happen. I had a great mom. I had a great dad. And I love the Lord. So I always felt like it was easy for me to love the Lord because I had two parents who took me to church and said, Hey, loving the Lord is the most important thing in your life. But after bad things happened, it was like, I like, it didn't come as easy. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to be like, okay, Abigail, you have, you're going to have to choose this because... It doesn't seem that great anymore. <laughs> Not yeah. great, but like it doesn't yeah, yeah. seem, it just wasn't as easy to like be like, man, Lord, I love you so much, even though my dad died. Or man, Lord, I love you so much, even though my biggest dream in life was to have kids and I've had four miscarriages. Right. Like I had to be like, I love you, even though those have happened. Yeah. This is such a good conversation. And I think a lot of people, not need to hear this, but can relate to this and will be encouraged by it. That's why, like, at the beginning, I was like, we're going to talk about death and loss, but it's going to be really great and really yeah. uplifting. Because I think, um, like you said, like, you don't understand, but it's different hearing it from someone who has walked yeah. through it and who literally gets it because yeah. they've done it. Mm-hmm. And I do say, and I, I hadn't shared about any of this, like, on... Facebook or anything because there truly just aren't any words. I finally did. Um, it was a beautiful post. But it beautiful. still was very difficult for me to post because there's just not enough words to talk about like who my dad was and like what losing him did to like all of us and like just how it feels because again, you just don't know how it feels unless you do. Yeah. And so trying to like say those words, I just feel like I can't even say them. Because you're just, like, I could say them and explain it to you, and you could be like, oh, yeah, that sounds horrible. But you just don't know until you know. And so, like, it was really, I just didn't post because it was really hard for me to talk about. But in the post, I did say, and I feel like this is so true, like, and that's why I don't like the COVID um, point of view or, like, any point of view like that is because. Like a political point of view is what you mean. Political or just, like, any of it in general because that's not what it was about and that's not who my dad was and I put this in my post and I think it's the most like Cody Allison thing I could say he is he would want me to grieve he lost his dad and he did not grieve for a while and then he finally did and he always would tell us like you know like just grieve and I remember anytime I would tell him like hey you can't die on me like 
just live forever until Jesus comes back, he'd always be like, I'm going to. And I'd be like, I don't want you to. And he'd be like, well, that's like, you know, selfish. He wasn't calling me selfish, but he was just saying, as humans, it is selfish for us to want people who have died and gone believers Mm -hmm. to come back to us because we should be, they're way better off where they're at. They're thrilled. (laughs) And so like it's sadness on earth, but that was my dad's, the best day of my dad's life. And, um, so he always talked like, you know, he was truly, (laughs) um, I mean like, no, but like he didn't want, like he didn't want to leave us and make us sad, but he was ready for heaven right? and he was ready to be with Jesus. But I put in my post that out of everything I do for the rest of my life, my dad would want me to allow my suffering to honor Jesus and to use my suffering to bring people closer to Jesus because that is truly what he lived his life for. When you, when they say like people, Oh, um, uh, like the Lord calls you to like love and serve others. Mm -hmm. I know that's like a fun thing that people say, but that's truly, truly, truly what my dad's life was about. Yeah. If, if you ever had a conversation with him, all he would tell you to do is like, just love people, serve people and point them to Jesus. Yeah. And Paul talks about that in Philippians. He's like, all this that I've been through is for the furtherance of the kingdom. Yes. So as we wind down the end of the podcast, there's going to be two questions that I want to ask people um, at the end of each episode. So the first one is because of all of this that you have walked through, how do you love people and love God better now than you did before? Um, I would say the way I love people and the Lord are just different now. Um, whether or not it's better, I'm still <laughs> working on it probably. But I would say it's different because um, I love people differently because like... When something bad happens to somebody, I can probably love them better than I could have before because I can understand bad things happening to me now or happening to like others now because of the things that have happened to me. So even though I'm not great at it, sometimes I feel like um, I want to be good at it and I want to show others grace and I want to love them through like trials in their life because of... um, what I've been through and like what the Lord has shown me. And then, um, when it comes to Jesus, um, I love him more and differently because I've, I've like, I've had to like, before, like I said earlier, like it just came naturally. Like it was Mm -hmm. really easy to love and trust Jesus. It was like, I always went to church. My parents always taught me what was best. Like, and nothing truly bad had happened to me. So it was like, oh, God's great. Um, mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, <laughs> bad things happened to me. And in the beginning, and even still today, sometimes I question. I don't truly question it, but it does pop into my brain. Like, oh, like, how is this good? Or how is God good? Even though um, down to my core, I truly know he's good. And Um, it's just my grief that makes me like ask those questions, but, um, so I've had to like love the Lord differently in that aspect. I've had to been like, no, even though he took my dad and has, um, he allowed me to have miscarriages, like even though bad things have happened to me, the Lord still loves me. And so I've had to like, instead of it coming seamlessly, I've had to choose to love the Lord and, um, I do. 
I choose that because if I didn't, um, it'd be much worse. Like I could, like I can say it's harder to love the Lord now, but I think it'd be harder not to love the Lord. A hundred percent. Yeah. So. That's interesting. I love it. Okay. For the last question, and this one is intended to be fun, so you can answer it however you want. What are you loving right now? Okay, um, right now, I'm loving reading. Oh, yeah, what have you been reading? Any romance book. Ooh. <laughs> Just, they're truly <laughs> random all the time. Um, I've also been reading my Bible. The, yeah, I've been doing the Bible recap, and so I've been reading my Bible. Um, the Bible recap changed my life, truly. I, I really love it. Um, I read romance books. Um, truly any book that's good, I, I get it. I can get into and it was I used to not I used to not read at all. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like I think probably I picked up I read a little bit before my dad died too. But after he died, I think it was like just something to like help me live in someone else's world for a little bit. Yeah, not sit on the couch and cry and um yeah. instead I just read all day. <laughs> and then um what else? Um I love my husband. A lot. Sometimes I just stare at him and I tell him, I'm like, I'm so obsessed with you. Like, are you, I was I'm like, are, are you like so obsessed with me? I'll ask him that. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, because I'm so obsessed with you. Um, and also, um, for, I'm sure tons of people know this because I've posted about it, but I'm pregnant. Yeah. And- <laughs> Which is really exciting if you've obviously listened to this entire podcast because... Yes. It's been a difficult road. <laughs> yes. Fifth time's a charm, we're hoping. How far along are you? Um, 14 weeks tomorrow. Cool. So, loving my husband, loving my baby, loving my family. Um, I'm Jesus. so excited for you to have this baby. I hope that you all enjoyed this conversation with Abigail as much as I did. I didn't make note of it in the episode, but I do want to mention how grateful that I have been for her friendship. Um, While I was pregnant, it would have been very, very easy for her to withdraw and distance herself while she was waiting on her own baby. However, that's not what she did. She drew near and she supported me while I needed it. And I'm just so incredibly grateful for her friendship And I just hope that I can be a friend like her as well. And I hope that you as listeners have friends like her because it truly is such a special, such a special thing. I also want to make note that since we talked about pregnancy loss today, that October is Infant and Pregnancy Loss Awareness Month. So if there's any of you who have walked this road like Abigail has, I hope that this conversation was uplifting and encouraging to you. And I hope that through her suffering that you are reminded of the gospel and draw near to the Lord. That is my hope and I know that that is her hope as well. Again, thank you so much for listening today and tune back in on October 21st for another episode with one of my good friends, Miss Morgan Barnes.